Hello, listeners. Welcome to the High Performance Clip for today. We're chatting with Monty Moran and talking about how he maintains peak performance while also training other people to be peak or top performers at the same time. Fantastic tips here. Monty is actually one of my favorite interviews and most insightful interviews that I've done out of interviewing around 500 entrepreneurs. He stands out for sure. A very wise human being. And I think this clip will tell you why. Let's hop into it with Monty Moran. I want to ask you personally, Monty, you spent all this time and a significant amount of your life creating top performers for Chipotle. What do you do in your own personal life to, to make sure that you're a top performer on a regular basis? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I've got some inherent advantages that are disadvantages, depending on how you look at it. And one is that I'm intensely self-critical, um, really, really, really hard on myself. And, and it's no fun. I'm not, I'm not saying this is a good idea to anyone else. I'm just really critical. So a lot of times, you know, I just, I'm like, man, is the way I'm spending my time the best way to spend my time? You know, that type of thing. So I'm really hard on myself. So I'm, I do a lot of self-reflecting. Um, but another thing I try to do is I try to do something to, to allow my mind to be free every day go for a swim, go for a run, you know, uh, take a walk, you know, take a hike, you know, but do something usually that's cardiovascularly difficult enough that it kind of breaks me free of my little problems. And, you know, the problem becomes, God, I'm breathing really hard. <laughs> so it brings me into the present. So I think a big part of this, try to be present, you know, try to actually be present be like, and just allow, and understand and feel the feelings you're feeling. Understand if you're nervous, you go, wow, I'm nervous. You know, understand if you have anxiety, wow, I feel some anxiety. I wonder what that's about. But check in, you know, with yourself and try to check in without so much judgment. Uh, I tend to judge, oh God, I'm, I'm anxious. Why am I anxious? Why do I am anxious all the time? But how about just, hey, I feel a little anxious and that's okay, you know, because I'm a person and I'm pretty hard on myself and it's not surprising I'll be angry. It's not a great surprise I'm anxious. Just, I'll just understand that I'm anxious right now and stop beating myself up, up, up about it. You know, so that's one thing. That's one thing I do. You know, another thing is I just like to write a lot. So I write a lot of poems. You know, I write a lot of, I call them poems. They're not, they usually don't rhyme, but you know, I write these sort of things about what I'm experiencing, these little bits of writing. And I try to write a lot and just kind of put that stuff aside. Um, I, and I, I've got some things I really love to do. Like I love to cook, you know, so I cook a lot of really good meals and that sort of grounds me a little bit, slows me down, forces me to focus on something in the, in the present moment. But I think it's about, about being present. And another thing that's hugely important to me in my life and increasingly so with each passing week, month and year is just authenticity. You know, I, I choose to not spend any of my time being inauthentic, not being who I really am, pretending I'm something I'm not. And, and I choose to spend my time around people who are really authentic and aren't trying to pretend they're something they're not. You know, I don't think that I'm more important than someone else, you know? Um, and so for that reason, I think that I tend to learn a lot from the people around me because I tend to look at every single person in the world um, as a teacher. Uh, you know, I, I look at everyone as my teachers. You know, I learn something from everyone I talk to. And at Chipotle, when I talk to 20 or 25,000 crew members, you better believe I learned a ton from them. They weren't just learning from me. I learned so much from them, you know, about Chipotle for sure, but also about life. You know, they tell me experiences they had that I had not had, you know, uh, you know, growing up in poverty. You know, I didn't grow up in poverty. But when I talked to a lot of people who did grow up in poverty, for example, I'd learned, wow, wow. How did that feel? What was that like? You know, and so I got to really, I got to understand people a lot better. And what I've learned more than anything is that, and you mentioned it earlier in one of your questions as a quote from my book, that we all want the same thing, Chris. We all want to be seen, 
valued, loved, and understood. That's what we want. And we do a lot of different horse shit to try to make that happen, right? Like some people try to make a billion dollars and buy yachts and buy helicopters and airplanes and, and be like, hey, look, I'm rich. And they hope that when they have all that material stuff, that they'll feel more seen, feel more valued, feel more loved. It doesn't work, okay? Because that's not what people really love. They might come and hang out in your boat, but if they, if they love you, it's because they actually, the only th way that someone can love you is if you're vulnerable. How could they love you if you're not really yourself? Then they're just loving that you have a nice haircut or a good shirt or nice skin or they like your eyes or I don't know, you know? But, but for someone to love you, they need to know you. For them to know you, they need, you need to actually allow them to see you, to give enough vulnerability. And they have to have the perception and the presence to look deep into you and see what's really going on with you. And when you start having people in your life who really see you, well, first, it's sometimes a bit scary, I suppose, to let someone really see you. Like they see that you're weak in some ways. They see that you're not always the smartest, you know, the sharpest knife in the drawer or whatever. They see that you're not always confident. You know, they see that you say, you know, you, sometimes you say things you don't mean. You know, sometimes you got a temper. But if you really let people see that and you trust that when they see all of it, that they have the capacity to understand you and have compassion for you, which wink, nod is love. Um, then all of a sudden you find that you have loving relationships and you feel that sense of being loved. But, you know, most people, I think, spend the great majority of their life doing things that are not well suited to leading to being loved, valued, seen, understood. And so when I go around the country to these different places and I find all these people from different walks of life, what I find is there's a lot of genius among us. There's so much intelligence and wisdom and knowledge and just and such beautiful stories and lessons to be learned from people all over this country, you know, and, uh, you know, folks who are CEOs and such, we tend to get a lot more airtime. We get to speak more. So it's really fun, but it also gives you this incredible optimism about what a beautiful and amazing country we live in, despite what the media tries to portray as being a very divided country. Yes, yes, there are some issues. There are some problems. I'm, of course, I'm the first to admit that and to worry about those problems, frankly. But the vast majority of people in the United States are wonderful people who care about each other. They love each other. They want to help each other. And I'm talking about across racial lines, across religious lines, across sexual orientation lines. I don't care. All those things, people love each other. They care about each other. And that's the vast majority position in this country, which is super cool. Man, some really, really incredible tips there. Just a quick recap. Monte is actually very critical of himself, but he doesn't suggest that everybody else be critical of yourself. I think a healthy form of criticism on, of oneself is very uh, important and beneficial, but you got to make sure that it's a healthy form of criticism. In some other suggestions that Monty said, exercise daily, do something to allow your mind to be free. That is so important. Check in with your emotions and feel them. Don't, don't run from them. Don't hide them. Don't tuck them away. I love that he writes poems and cooks and does something on a regular basis to help him feel present. Being authentic also is very, very important. Another great tip that he mentioned is he doesn't think he's more important than anyone else. And actually, this was mentioned by Drayton McLean, who built a wholesale grocery business up to $19 billion and then sold it. And they both reiterate, and I think this is actually a commonality amongst most of the people that have built billion-dollar companies that I've interviewed at least, they tell you the importance of being vulnerable. And at first, most people are wouldn't consider that a high performance or peak performance skill or strategy. 
that people should use to maintain peak performance. But managing one's emotions and knowing oneself is so key and so essential and so important to maintain that peak performance over a long time. Because if not, you'll burn out, you'll shut down, you'll do stuff that's not in alignment with who you really are. So managing your emotions, being authentic, being vulnerable, all incredibly essential for peak performance. And I do really love the last thing that he said is that uh, the realization that you're never going to be loved because of the material things that you have. The only way to be truly loved is to be truly vulnerable. Monty is a very, very wise individual. I love this guy. You guys, I really recommend checking out the full interview with Monty, uh, episode number 557. If you like what you're hearing and you want to make sure you don't miss any of these tips, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share with your friends. See you on the next episode.